Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Podcasting for Educators. If you have ever wondered about using Facebook ads specifically for your podcast, today's episode is for you. I have Jen Zaya on the show today to talk all about this topic. Jen Zaya is a Facebook ad strategist, toddler mama, teacher, and spreadsheet lover. As the founder of JD Teacherpreneur Marketing, a boutique Facebook ad agency, she helps ambitious course creators, service providers, and coaches amplify lead generation, grow their email lists, and ultimately make more money with their amazing offers. In today's episode, Jen Zaya and I talk about paid versus organic growth, where ads fit into your marketing plan, what you can do now to prepare for running ads in the future, what running ads to your podcast episodes would look like, and so much more. Jen Zaya shares so many incredible tips and so much helpful information, so let's get to it. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah, former elementary school teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most. Busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hello, Jen Zaya. How are you? Thank you so much for being here with us today to talk all things Facebook ads. Hi, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. So before we dive in to the good stuff, I would love to hear just a little bit about your background. I know you're still in the classroom, so just tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a teacher in Ontario, Canada. I'm teaching two days a week this year, and I'm home with my little babies and working on my business the rest of the time. I've had a TPT store since 2013, and that's kind of how I got into the teacher business world. And then back in 2020, I decided to start a course. And in the course creation, I stumbled upon Facebook ads by accident and started running them for myself and had a couple of friends who were like, hey, can you help me? And I did. And then that was the beginning of this phase of my business. And now I almost exclusively run Facebook ads and I absolutely love it. So that's kind of the very condensed version of how I got here. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how things play out. I have kind of a similar story where I was a virtual assistant and a lot of my VA clients wanted to start podcasts. And so that kind of led into that transition. So I love it. Now, your course that you made, was it, what was that about? It was was a math course to go with like my TPT business. I have a whole bunch of math products for French immersion classrooms. And so it kind of it's no longer available. <laughs> you can't find it. I took it down. But yeah, it went with the previous iteration of my business. Yeah, very cool. All right. So to start things off, can you tell us a little bit about the differences between paid and organic growth when it comes to marketing your business? So 
the biggest difference I think would be the money piece. Obviously paid ads or paid traffic of any sort, you're paying for it. And then organic, you're putting in more time and more energy and more of your kind of self into it. Yeah, that last one's not true. You're putting yourself into both of them. But it's more of that, it's a time versus money balance. Organic growth, I think most of us start there. We start with blogging or podcasts or creating YouTube videos and doing the so uh, the SEO kind of route and growing that way and social media and figuring all those pieces out. And then once you kind of have found your groove, putting a bit of money behind it to amplify the results that you're getting and to grow kind of in both. I would say that there's simultaneous growth, especially in today's marketing space. There's a big push to have more of a holistic approach to marketing. So where you have that, let's say like a podcast, as well as email marketing, as well as your social media, as well as paid. And I know that sounds like a lot, but I really push the idea of repurposing your content. So your podcast would be that starting point, And then everything that you do f- builds from that content. So you're not like doing one thing for your podcast and something completely different for your email and completely different on social media and completely different for your paid. They all weave together to create a bigger strategy piece for your business. Yes, I think that's so well said. And I totally agree. It's not like it's a one or the other kind of thing. Like I think sometimes people think, okay, well, if I start a blog, then I don't need to be on Instagram. Or if I start a podcast, then I don't need to do anything else. But when you are really smart about repurposing your content from some form of long form content, whether it's a podcast or a blog, it can make your life so much easier. And it's such a great way to over time, build relationships with people and get your name out there, especially if you're, you know, being smart with SEO and all of that. So would you, do you typically recommend that people wait until like a certain point in their business to start paid ads? I think that it comes down to a couple things. Knowing your audience, you really, really need to be dialed in on who you're targeting, how to speak to them. So your messaging Uh, and then you need to, before you start paying for ads, I highly recommend you have something that people can buy from you because Mm -hmm. there is that financial output you're, you're paying for ads. And so, well, yes, you can grow your business, grow your email list, get more people listening to your podcast or reading your blog before you have a paid course, but having either a product or a course or coaching or something will just help offset it. And that's where the real returns on the ads come in. So I think that knowing your people and then having a way to generate profits from the ads are really important before you start running ads. Yes, absolutely. So if somebody's thinking about starting to run paid ads, like what are some of the biggest benefits of of making that leap into investing in ads? So I think the number one biggest benefit is the time, money, debate question, Um, because everything in your business comes down to how much time are you putting into it. And so growing organically because of the changes in the algorithms and the number of people who have businesses, growing organically and without paid traffic can be a very long, slow process. And so putting some ad spend behind 
your content is a really good way to speed up that process. And so you're putting more money in so that it's taking less time. I think that that's the biggest benefit. Another huge benefit is just more eyes on your business and a bigger email list if you're growing your email list. I think that that is one of the most, most, most important assets that you can have in your business is an email list. And so growing it over time and maybe even before you are really ready can help to secure your business later on down the road, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. The bigger yeah. your business is, the more stable and secure your business is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always hear people say, which is so true, like you don't own your Instagram, you own, you own your email list. Like if something goes down, which we all know it did, what was that? I feel like I have no sense of time this year, <laughs> last year, whenever it was when Instagram went down. And I got so many emails saying, this is why you have an email list, because this could happen technically at any time. And I, I think you want to caveat that. And I think that people forget this. You do own your email list, but you need to actually download the CSV file. If you don't export oh. the CSV file and Flowdesk or ConvertKit or whatever crashes, yes, you own that. But if that crashes or goes away, then it's just as gone as if Instagram shuts down. So please, 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 people make it a habit of once a month or once a quarter or at least once a year to actually export and save that CSV file. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you said this because I mean, yeah, that makes so much sense. Obviously, you need that. But like, I would never think to do that on a regular basis. So (laughs) great tip already. I love it. And I love the point that you just made about time. Like I think people get rightfully so it can be frustrating to be putting so much time into creating this wonderful content for Instagram. And then you look at like your Instagram stories and you know, a fraction, a teeny tiny fraction of your audience is actually even seeing what you're putting out there. So anytime you can have something, even if it is costing you money, it sounds like, you know, it's a pretty good ROI to be able to be getting more eyes on what you're putting out there, because that can, of course, be one of the biggest barriers in terms of scaling your business is just getting in front of more people. Absolutely. Yes. And as unfortunate as it may be, Facebook and Instagram at this point are like leaning towards pay to play platforms. Hmm. And I think that that's a normal transition that they go through. I still remember when Instagram was a chronological order of the posts and it got to a point where there's just too many posts. I couldn't see them all in one day. And they, around that same time, they changed their algorithm. And so it started to be We're only going to show you the content you're most likely to interact with. And then, you know, more and more ads were getting added in and the algorithm factors that in for sure. So Mm -hmm. you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of of free things that you could do for free before everything is kind of changing into that paid aspect. I mean, I'm even seeing that in the podcasting world, like all of these platforms are doing paid subscriptions now. I think that there will always be like a free aspect being the main part of podcasting, but it is happening all around, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you know that you are like, that you're ready to start Facebook ads and what would be the first step in doing that? So my, the first type of ad that I recommend most business owners start with is a lead generation ad. So that's where you're growing your email list. And so to get started with that, 
beyond just knowing who you you're targeting, knowing how to message them, you need that free free lead magnet. You need something, a PDF or a checklist or a masterclass, a video series, something that people are going to want from you and that they'll be willing to exchange their email address for. And that's really important because if it isn't good quality, then people will be like, ugh, if their free thing isn't great, then why would I buy from them? Why am I going to keep following them? So you really need to make sure that that first thing that they see from you, that freebie is really, really worth their email address. (laughs) I know it seems silly, but I also think that people are getting a little bit more hesitant to hand over their email address now. And more and more people have like a freebie email address that they just put in, right? So you need you need to make sure that it's good quality and i also recommend that you have some sort of long form content before you start running ads so whether it's a blog or a podcast or regular video content and generally i would say that it should be youtube but it also could be like a facebook live series or an instagram live that you're doing every single week um but having some sort of long form content so someone does opt into your email list then they can go and find more from you and they can binge your podcast or watch all of your videos whatever it might be and so those are some of the things that you want to have in place before you start running ads so that people don't just download your thing and then oh well this she has no presence like i can't find anything more um so building out a bit of a content library first is a really good idea too yeah absolutely i actually came across an ad like last week and it was some crazy product, like in an insane amount of things included. And they were selling it for $7 and there were like hundreds and hundreds of comments. Like I can't find who this business is like anywhere online. Like what is this thing? And so I think, yeah, building that presence via free, valuable content that is so key. And I'm also seeing a lot of people putting in free creating email addresses specifically for freebies because I mean it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's something going around that you can download for free. And so your inbox can only be so full. So people <laughs> definitely are becoming a little bit more hesitant. Yes. Now, if the the big question that I always get asked from the people that I work with is, you know, should I run an ad? specifically for my podcast. So I would love to to know like how you've seen this being done and what the best process is for somebody who who's really wants to use ads to drive new people to their show. So there's ads in my mind fall into three categories. There's those lead generation ones that I just talked about that are sending people to subscribe to your email list. And then there's sales ads where you're promoting a course or a product of some sort, or maybe it's an e-commerce. There's a paid aspect to it. And then the third type I would call brand visibility or awareness ads or nurture ads. And that's where promoting your podcast would fall under. It's those nurture type ads or brand awareness ads. So you're just getting that content out there for more people to see. So it absolutely is a part of that holistic marketing plan that I referred to earlier of growing the number of listeners you have for your podcast and promoting it. So yes, definitely is part of the bigger plan. And we can talk more about like the nitty gritty of it if you want. Yeah, I would love to. Please. Okay. So <laughs> the first thing that I recommend is that you 
are actually driving the traffic to your blog show notes and not to like the Apple podcast player or Google or Spotify or anything like that is that it's to the the blog post that you have. And the reason for that is that you, you can pixel your show notes. Now, when I say show notes, I, I really am talking about like mine are hosted on my Squarespace website. It could be a WordPress or Wix or whatever platform, but it is like a separate, it's not on Buzzsprout or whatever you're using. It really is on that separate website because again, they can be pixeled. And if you're new to Facebook ads, the pixel is a piece of code that goes into the header of the web page. And that's how Facebook tracks people. And it collects a little bit of information says like somebody did or didn't go to this page and it follows them a little bit like cookies. You know, you get that pop-up that says, do you want the cookies? The pixel is a little bit like that. So it's, but you can't put that onto Apple and you can't put that onto your Buzzsprout. You can't put that into those pieces. Also, just remember that not everyone uses Apple Podcasts and not everyone uses Spotify. So if you're sending traffic directly to Apple or Spotify, then you're going to immediately lose people who don't use that platform. So that's why embedding your podcast player into your show notes and sending it to the blog post is the best idea. Yes, I preach that all the time. And I'm so glad that you feel the same way. I think a lot of times, first of all, just to like distinguish the difference and people use the terminology different. The way that I always speak of it is like when you're on your phone, if you're on Apple Podcasts or if you're on Spotify, wherever you're listening, there's an episode description, which is like what's in that app. And then I always tell people in that description, have a link that then shoots people over to your website where your show notes live. And like you said, that's essentially a blog post, but for your podcast. So we call them show notes and that's where you can put your podcast player and however you want to structure your show notes. So I'm so glad that you said that. Now you can on the show notes, you could put under the player, like you could have links then to the other platforms. So once they're on your website, they can then choose which which platform they, they want to go to, but at least you're you're getting them to your site. So that's always the link that I recommend if you're sharing an episode on on your Instagram stories, mm-hmm. put that link on there because you want to get people to your website for many reasons, like you just said, as well as like if you have a pop-up on your website, that's a great way to to grab email addresses as well. Now, can you have can you have like a Facebook pixel set up on there before you start running ads? Yes, absolutely. You can go and install the pixel at any point. Okay. And then it just sits there and collects information. And that's actually a really good thing to do. If you think maybe in three, six, 12 months down the road, you might want to run ads, then I highly recommend you install the pixel because it can't go backwards and collect data. Mm-hmm. It can only go forwards and collect the information. And what it does is it aggregates the data and it figures out like most of the people who come to your website are in North America. And most of the people are women between 35 and 55. And most of the people like cats or whatever, right? And then yeah. what it can do is take that aggregated data and find more people like that. And the bigger that pot of information it has is, the better the algorithm is at finding the right people. And so if you install it today and expect tomorrow that it's going to have really good results versus if you install it today and in six months expect it to have really good results. I mean, my personal 
website does not get tens of thousands of people a week. Yeah. So I personally wouldn't be able to get good information. Now, if you have a website that does get tens of thousands of people in a week, then that's less of a concern, right? Mm -hmm. You want that base audience to have about a thousand people. That's where the Facebook algorithm gets really good at aggregating the data. So just keeping that in mind. And then the sooner you can install it, the better results that you'll get once you are ready to run Facebook ads. Yeah, that's awesome. That's such a such great advice to go ahead and do that now if you're thinking about running ads in the future. I'm interrupting this episode for a brief moment to answer one of the biggest questions that podcasters have. How do I continue to bring in and retain new listeners? Here's my favorite answer, podcast guesting. When you guest on the right podcasts, you're positioning yourself in front of ideal listeners and customers. This is a powerful strategy when done intentionally, and I can show you how in my mini course, Guesting for Educators. In this course, I'll teach you my three-step approach to landing and leveraging podcast guest interviews. When you join, you'll get access to the course content, templates, swipe copy, and even a list of shows who are currently accepting guests. The best part? You can work your way through the content in less than a weekend. What are you waiting for? Head to www.podcastingforeducators.com slash guesting to learn more. Back to the episode. Sorry if this is a silly question, but so do you have, is it like one pixel that you have for your whole website or is it like specific pages? No, that's a really good question. So yes, it's one pixel that you have for your website. It's actually one pixel you have for your business. Okay. A really good example would be for someone who has a TPT store and a blog where they're promoting their TPT store. You would install the same pixel on your TPT store and your blog. Mm -hmm. If they are talking about the same, like if it's you're talking about math products and math resources on TPT or you're selling them, sorry, and then your blog refers to those same math products and gives tips and tricks for math teachers then yes, you need to use, you should be using the same pixel for both. Now I am a different scenario. And so if your business is like mine, my TPT store has those math products, but my website and everything else I do in my business is all about Facebook ads for business owners. Those are two completely different audiences. So I actually have two pixels. I have a math pixel and I have a Facebook ads business pixel. Okay. So you need to look at your business in that same way. And if the website, you can install it on as many places as you want. So I have some clients who have it installed on TPT and their website and easy webinar and lead pages and right. Like, so they have it yeah. in like four or six different places. As long as it's the same audience, you want it there. What mm-hmm. you're going to install differently on each page of your website is the events. Okay. And so that's telling P- Facebook what people are doing on the page. So your okay. blog show notes, for example, it's going to be a page view. Mm-hmm. If you had an email opt-in that people give the email address and then you have a thank you page, on the thank you page, there's a different code that you put in that tells Facebook that somebody completed their registration or okay. that tells Facebook that that's a lead. Mm-hmm. And so that's the difference. It's the events that would be different on the, the different pages. So then it might give somebody who who, you know, put their email address in, it might then give them a different ad than it would give to somebody who hasn't yet signed up for anything. Exactly. Yeah. And it also helps Facebook to calculate. Mm -hmm. So 
if I opt in that says, oh, check, that's one lead. And then you opt in and says, check, that's two leads. So it helps. And then we get put into that bucket of leads. Mm -hmm. And so if there's a a new ad that's set up that only goes out to people who are leads, we would start seeing it once we, we fall into that bucket. Very cool. I just think it's like, it's so interesting how this is even, this can even happen, (laughs) how you can collect all of this information. So very, very cool. Now, I know one thing I'm curious about and that others are curious about would be if you are, this is kind of a twofold question. If you're running an ad that is kind of that brand visibility, brand awareness type of ad for your podcast, is it better to run an ad that that goes directly to like a specific episode or to like the main landing page for your podcast on your website. Like usually, you know, there's that main podcast page on your website and then people can click on the individual episodes. And then the second part of it is just like, what does that ad look like? Is it better to put like an audiogram with it, with an audio clip or have some kind of video? Or I would assume that those, one of those options would be better than like a still graphic, but I'm not sure. So I would always, always, always recommend to go to the individual episode because the way you would message it would be like, for example, this episode of your podcast, if you were going to promote it, you could say, learn more about using Facebook ads to promote your podcast. And then someone who sees that image or the video and then reads that goes, oh, that's what I want. Whereas for your entire podcast, the messaging would need to be more vague. It would need to be like, learn about podcasts. Yes. Very open-ended and very, uh, it's almost like walking into Aldo, which is a shoe store here. I don't know if you have it versus walking into Target. Yeah. (laughs) Target was the first thing that popped in my mind too. I'm like, okay, which, which direction do I go in? Aldo, I'm like, I'm going in and I'm going to buy shoes. Yes. Whereas Target, I'm going in and I might buy shoes. I mean, I'll probably buy shoes, but I'll yeah. probably also buy like new sheets for my bed and <laughs> sandals to go to the beach and some chocolate and yeah. right, like I'm going to get 10,000 different things. And so yes. it's the same thing when you're running the ads. You want to give people the Aldo experience. You want them to click on the ad and then know exactly what they're going to get on the other side of it. That gives them a better customer journey and it makes them, people get very confused and very lost very easily. And so you want to make it a very smooth journey that they can understand and follow. Mm -hmm. So always the more specific episode, the better. Yeah. I feel like that's, that makes total sense. And it's just, it weaves into like the general rule of, the online or any business space, like anything you're talking about, your audience, everything is like the more specific, the better. So that makes makes complete sense. Thank you. And then the second part of your question. So these are going to be traffic ads, which means that you're getting people to click on the ad to go to somewhere else. They're leaving the Facebook or Instagram platform to go somewhere else. So they're traffic ads. And As for what kind of ad creative, so that is the visual piece, Mm -hmm. you need to test because different businesses and different ads and different people respond differently. Typically, you're right. A video or audiogram is going to do better than a still image. The platform itself will consider an audiogram as if it's a video. Mm -hmm. But I've found that an actual video will perform better. Yeah. 
because even if the audiogram has the like moving lines, yeah, it still just isn't quite as engaging as um, like a, a video of that you're recording. So if you do like a 15 second something like it's an Instagram story, those ones tend to do really well. You hold the camera super yeah. raw. You don't need to edit it much. I see um, those. And sometimes I don't even realize that it's an ad at first. I'm like, do I follow this person? Who is this? But yeah, it, it's disguise as well. <laughs> And whether you do a video or an audiogram, it's really, really important that you caption it, um, okay. similar to Instagram stories or videos or whatever on all of the platforms, captions are becoming more and more important and I think encouraged. Um, and with, with ads, there's no difference. You, you want to remove as many barriers as possible. So captioning is really important for that. And that's not to say like, don't test images, but, um, I tend to find that videos do perform the best for my clients typically. Yeah. yeah, that makes total sense. Now, what is, and I don't know if this is too vague of a question, I'm sure it is, but what is like a typical cost for something like this? And how long do you recommend that that an ad is run for? So the question isn't too vague. The question is too hard to answer for like all of the different people across right. the spectrum of things, right? So, but traffic yeah. ads typically are fairly cheap to run okay. because the easier it is to get somebody to do something, the cheaper it is, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to get someone to click and go to a page than for them to click and go to a page and enter their email address, right? right. That's one more thing. And so Facebook knows it's easier to get that first action versus multiple actions in a row. So often I will see people able to get these kind of ads for like less than 15 cents per page view. Oh, wow. 15, less than 15 cents. Now, I would say that is on the cheaper end and anywhere up to like 25, 30 cents would still be normal. And it really is all about your business and what over time finding that happy spot for you. And some of my clients, if I were to say like 30 cents, they would, based on past ads, they'd be like, oh, that's so expensive. And then yeah. other ones would be like, how did you make that magic happen? Right. <laughs> so, and I, it's the same with any kind of ad that you're running for like opt-ins. Mm -hmm. For my personal business, I can't get my opt-in cost below $3. Oh, I cannot wow. do it. But I have clients that I'm getting opt-ins for 50 cents. Right. Wow. So it's, it really, really depends on who your audience is. Teachers do tend to click on things. Mm -hmm. They love free content. They love consuming and learning. And yeah. so if your audience is teachers, then you are more likely, and I'm not guaranteeing it, but more yeah. likely to have that cheaper <laughs> cost per ad. Yeah. So did I answer all of the questions? Oh, there? yeah. That was, that was great. Now, when you, so when you pay for these, is it like you, do you just like link your card or your bank account and it just like takes it out as it goes? Or do you pay like an upfront fee and then you they run ads until your money is spent? So um, the first one. Okay. But the you can set it up on um, on the platform and say... Like you, cap like, it at a certain point? Yeah. Like okay. you can only spend $100 and then when that $100 okay. is hit, they'll <laughs> stop your ads. But the way Facebook actually charges you is that they they run the ads... It collects the money. Uh -huh. And then once you hit, so there's two ways that it bills and this throws people off. It bills at a threshold. So um, your threshold starts at like 
$5. So when you hit $5 of ads, you get a charge for $5. And then the next time it's $10. And then the next time it's $20. And then the next time it's $30. But every time you hit your threshold, and my personal threshold now is like $250, right? Mm -hmm. So it just, as it trusts you more, as you make your payments, (laughs) it says, okay, you can go longer before we're going to bill you. So the threshold is the first way. And then the second way is your billing date. So every account has once a month is a billing date. So you either hit your threshold first or you hit your billing date first. And then you get billed on one of those two ways. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah. And then, like I said, you can have a cap. So you can cap, like your ad can have a lifetime budget Mm -hmm. and say you want this particular campaign to spend $100 over the next week. It'll spend $100. You can do a daily budget and say every single day I'm going to spend $100 until I say stop. And then you can also put in a limit on your account and you can say all of my ads that I'm running, when they all hit $1,000, then everything stops, right? So there's lots of of stoppage that can happen and ways that you can control um, the amount that you're spending. Okay, cool. Now... How, like, I'm sh- I would imagine that you get this question from people that you work with because it's like anything new that you try, whether it's Pinterest or podcasting, is the question is, how long do I try this for before I see results? How long should I stick with this until I, I know if it's working or if it's not working? And again, that might be kind of like a business by business uh, situation. But generally, like, and we kind of touched on this earlier, but generally, is it, fairly quick to see some momentum build up? So it can take anywhere from 30 to 90 days to really figure everything out. And what the most important thing is, is to follow the numbers and follow the data. There's tons and tons of information that Facebook reports to you. And then also your website or lead pages, click funnels, whatever you're using, it will all report that to you. And so to look at those numbers and to follow them if something isn't working. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you start running an ad and it isn't working, then those numbers are going to tell you, is it the images that aren't working? Is it the ad copy? Is it the landing page? Is it the offer? Like, So you really need to dig in and trust the process and trust the numbers and to be ready for it to take three months of you like running an ad, updating it, changing your messaging, changing the angle that you're going at it, changing the images until it is all running smoothly. And then it's just like this continual process of testing, updating, refining, testing, updating, refining, like, and going through it. The first benchmark that you really want to hit and this is more for sales ads. So if you're selling a course or a product or something is to break even. Mm-hmm. And then once you've broken even, then you can start to try and build that profit. Yeah. But just knowing that it, it does take like 30 to 90 days to get there. Yeah. Now with ads that you'd be running to your podcast, there's less, less, fewer steps. Mm-hmm. And because there's fewer steps, there's less data. And so it would probably be a faster process, right? Because yeah. you'd be able to see, okay, well, I'm not getting the number of clicks that I want. It's costing $5 per click. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. So you'd be able to see faster. And because it really is just like a one step add to show notes, Yeah. there's fewer th- moving parts. There's fewer things for you to update. And so you would be able to see those r- results faster for sure. Um, but it still is the same thing. Look at the numbers. Yeah. And trust the data, trust the process. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And so, yeah, I would imagine for your, if you're doing it for your podcast, I mean, just looking at those clicks and looking at your downloads and seeing if you're seeing like a big increase in people actually converting to listening. And the important thing, sorry, just to add on, the important thing to, to think about is looking at this, like not even week over week, but month over month and quarter over quarter. Your goal is long-term sustainable growth. It's not the day that I turn the ads on, did I now have a hundred listeners, right? Like additional or whatever. It's if I had a thousand this month, do I now have 1100 and then 1200 and then 1300? Am I seeing consistent growth over time? Mm -hmm. And that yes, paid ads will be faster than organic growth, but it still isn't going to be like snap your finger. And all of a sudden you had a thousand listeners and now you have 20,000 listeners, right? Right. There's still the time piece. And so it's still that again, consistency, time, trust the process. Yeah. And you want to make sure to your point, like tracking it, not at, not every single day, every single week, but I always love to look at stats for your podcast at the end of the month and mm-hmm. really compare them on an episode to episode basis, on a month overall basis, and just really, because that's where you see the progress that you've made and the growth that you've made over the last few months, over the last year, rather mm-hmm. than like, you know, being obsessed with going in every day and, and comparing day to day because that's just going to drive you crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And you you want the you want your listeners to not just listen to one episode, you want them to become, you know, lifelong fans and and listeners who are are going to stick with you episode mm-hmm. to episode week to week. Absolutely. Now, you've touched on me- messaging. I know we're we're getting close to time. I've just got a question about messaging because I know that this is a really important piece when you're putting out an ad for your podcast, is it better to kind of right off the bat like Day or whether it's in in a video or if it's in the copy, like this is a podcast episode, or is it more is it better to take the approach of like you are solving a problem for them, you're educating them on something? Does that make sense? Like, is it better to mm-hmm. kind of not make it super clear that like this is leading to a podcast episode, but more taking the approach of do you want to learn about Facebook ads? Go here. So I actually do both. What I okay. when I do it, I. I start with the, here's the problem. You agitate the problem, give right. some solutions. And then I, I say, learn more, go listen to the episode. And okay. so I make it clear that when they're clicking, they are going to listen to a podcast episode, but in like the, the ad copy, what they're reading, I don't generally start with, Hey, I did a podcast episode about this. I start with the problem, um, because that draws people in more. And then there's the go listen to the episode at the bottom so that, transparency that they're they're going to be going to listen to something. Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. Okay, now I know that you have a freebie that I'm going to I'm going to put the link in the show notes and I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about that and kind of the topic of it. I know it's about um audience targeting. So I don't even know quite what audience targeting is. So I would love to hear a little bit about that. So audience targeting is where you create buckets of people for Facebook to show your ads to. And there's three different types of audiences. And in the freebie, I go into each of the three of them. I talk about the warm audiences. These are people who've heard of you before. And then I talk about cool audiences. And those are lookalikes, which are built based on your warm audiences. And then the third type 
is what I think most people usually think of when they think of audiences. And those are the cold interest-based audiences where you're picking like, oh, it's a teacher and math and grade three. And so you're picking those interests. And so I talk about all three of the different ones and there's checklists for you to go through and make sure that you have all of them set up. And there's some brainstorming space there for the cold audiences so you can kind of think about what some different interests and information that you might want to be looking for would be. And then um, some just tips that I think are important for building your audiences. So yeah, that's that's the freebie in a nutshell. That's perfect. Thank you so much. And mm-hmm. I don't, do you want to tell them the link? Oh, yeah. So if, of course, yeah, that's totally <laughs> important. <laughs> so if they want to go look for that, it's um, jenzeademartle.com forward slash audiences guide and it's audiences with an S. Okay, perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes as well, as well as in the episode description. So wherever you're listening, just click below and you'll be able to get that link. Now, before we go, do you also offer one-to-one services? Yeah. So that's the primary thing that I do is ongoing monthly ads management for clients. So I run all of these ads that we've talked about, um, list building and brand awareness ads, and then promoting launches or courses or products that they offer. Um, So that would be the bulk of what I do. And then um, I do also offer strategy sessions. Um, So just like one hour hop on Zoom and we chat through your Facebook ad yikes, whatever you need. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So depending on the person, like, are we setting, sometimes we set up campaigns and sometimes we deep dive into the data and information and say like, this went really well, or this maybe not so much. So it really is individualized based on what the person is needing in that moment. Yeah, that's perfect. And lastly, where can people find you on like social media, Instagram, all of that? Yeah. So my Instagram is Hey, it's Jen Zaya, And that's where I primarily hang out. I also have a Facebook group. It's Facebook ad tips and strategies for teacherpreneurs, I think is in there. And then of course my podcast, which is market scale grow. And that is full of Facebook ad tips and strategies and information for uh, teacher business owners primarily. Yes, I have been listening and I love it. And I love that you you cover such great information on ads, but you also just give really good marketing tips. And you touched on the idea of having that holistic view of your marketing. And you've got so many great episodes about that. So I've really been enjoying your podcast. So if you're listening, you can't see me, but I'm blushing right now. (laughs) (laughs) The video is a little fuzzy. I don't know why, but I can hear you perfectly. So um, (laughs) yes, I have been loving it. So everybody go, go check it out. Those links will be in the show notes as well. And Jenzea, thank you so much for being here and for all of the amazing information that you gave us. If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at podcasting for educators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.